All right. Welcome, everyone. I am Ben Beck, joined by Adam Gorey. And thank you for joining us for another guest spotlight here on Next Level Radio. Our guest tonight has been seen in several Comedy Central specials, including his award-winning one-hour special, Citizen Jimmy. He's been seen on Last Comic Standing, The Late Show with Craig, The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson and Jimmy Kimmel Live. And now he's joining us here on Next Level. Uh, please welcome comedian Jimmy Dore. Jimmy, how you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on and letting me uh, tell people about my new book. Very nice of you. Yeah, not a problem. Um, So the title of the book uh, is Your Country is Just Not That Into You, which I I love the title of the book. Um, Tell us a little bit about like where that title came from and how you came up with the idea for that. Well, I, you know, I come from a big family. I come from 12 kids in my family. That's true. And you know, people always say to me, they go, you learn a lot about life growing up in a big family. And I think you do. I think the biggest thing I learned is I'm easily replaced, right? Like I knew, I knew if I died, it wasn't going to put a big dent in my family's plans, right? I couldn't imagine my mom sitting around, oh no, Jimmy's dead. What am I going to do now with just the 11 of you? So I have a pretty good uh, antenna when it comes to when people aren't that into me, which is why I named the book that. And it comes down to, uh, the people who the people who run our country now you know, you think it's the elected officials but it's not it's the people who George Carlin referred to as the owner class right so the owner class who own the who own the politicians are the ones who are not into us and pretend that we have a choice in who runs our government i'll give you an example the last election uh presidential election was Mitt Romney against Barack Obama now this was important because if Mitt Romney would have won we would have got Romney care but you remember Barack Obama won so we got Romney care so there's the big <laughs> choice that we don't really have. So, and people always wonder, they go, well, why are the Republicans freaking out so much? Why do they ask him for his long-form birth certificate? We never asked that to anybody before. By the way, I have my long-form birth certificate. I keep it right next to my KKK card. Anyway, the reason why the Republicans have gone so crazy is because Barack Obama is a Republican, right? All his policies, his economic policies, his foreign policies, his trade policies, they're all their policies. Even his health care policy is their policy. So they have to, they have to uh, oppose him. They'd love to oppose his banking policy. It's theirs. They'd love to oppose his foreign policy. It's theirs. So that's why they're left talking about stuff like uh, uh, long-form birth certificates, being upset that he golfs too much, or saying shit about the Obamacare, which is actually their, pro- their plan to begin with, invented by the Heritage Foundation. So that's what's going on. We don't really have a choice in our leaders. There is no liberal party left in America. And the media, who used to be the watchdog, right? It used to be that the corporations were always trying to buy the government. And then there was the media. Journalism, by the way, one of the three professions mentioned in the Constitution, journalists would be the watchdog. Well, then the criminals got smart, and they go, why didn't I just buy the watchdog? Which is exactly what happened. They bought the media. So now the media is owned by the criminals. And the whole country is one big goddamn banana republic, which doesn't do anything that the people who vote wanted to do. And I'll give you a perfect example of that. 
After the Sandy Hook massacre, 90% of the American voting populace wanted some kind of gun control. And we didn't get it. 90% of the country wanted something done, and it didn't get done. I can't even get a 90% agreement in my own house, for God's sake. We got 90% agreement on gun control in America. It didn't happen, and that's because the owner classes didn't want it to happen. So that's where we're at in this country, and this left-right bullshit that gets reported by the mainstream news media is exactly that. Brian Williams was on Jimmy Fallon the other night, and I like to talk about Brian Williams in the book because he's our number one news guy, and everybody loves him, which I love him too. He's so nice and funny, and he's handsome the guy say stuff. But here's the problem with Brian Williams. He was on Jimmy Fallon the other night, and he goes, you know, Jimmy, when, I, when it comes to the news, I play it right down the middle. Hey, Brian, I didn't know there were two sides to the truth, you piece of shit. <laughs> That's not how you're supposed to report the news. You're supposed to debunk talking points, not repeat them. What if Brian Williams was a newsman in England where they have three political parties? How do you play it down the middle there? Oh, I guess you'd have to just do journalism and report the facts. But that's not what they do. They report both sides' talking points. They go, well, is climate change a thing? Well, the Democrat says it is. The Republican says it isn't. I guess we'll never know. You can't report... <laughs> the fucking sports that way. You can't say, hey, the Cubs played the Pirates yesterday. Pittsburgh said they won 4-3. The Cubs said they won 4-3. I guess we'll never know. They can't <laughs> report sports that way. The thing that is the least important in our culture right now, they report accurately. But the things that's important, they report bullshit. They replace objectivity with neutrality. You know, Brian Williams, when someone comes on your TV show and says something that's false, like that climate change isn't man-made, then you don't debunk that, that's not being objective. That's being neutral, which is being a failure to your, le your uh, listeners, your viewers. And that's where we're at in this country. So it's a handful of people running the government. They bought the watchdog. And the result is we have the biggest income disparity in our country since the Gilded Age. And if I can remember, Mark Twain said the Gilded Age when, when everything was sick underneath. But on top, there was a glitter of gold, and that's what we have right now in this country. And it's worse than the Gilded Age. So we need, a, we need Teddy Roosevelt, we need FDR, and we need guys like Edward Snowden to tell us when our government is screwing us over. And, I, you know, here's another thing about the mainstream media. If you listen to the na mainstream news media, you would think that Edward Snowden wasn't a hero, but an anti-American creep with a narcissistic personality disorder. And, yes... He's being called a narcissist by grown men who wear makeup all day and look into cameras for a living. So that's what we're left with, those pieces of shit to give us the real news. And they shit on guys like Edward Snowden who risked everything to do the job they won't fucking do. I, you know what? I've never even thought about it that way. When you call uh, speaking of the narcissism, narcissism in the with those guys, and you know how they put on makeup and sit in cameras in front in front of cameras all day. I never even thought about it that way. Of course, you talk about this. Was, is there ever a bigger case of projection in the world than than newsmen saying that, that Edward Snowden is a? Uh, is a narcissist, and that's what we get out of the news media. In the meantime, the country's going to shit. They're, we got uh, we they have to share graduation gowns in high school in Ferguson, Missouri. Yet they have an MRAP tank. They have they have tear gas. They have battlefield camouflage. They have assault weapons, but they don't have ca they don't have dashboard cameras or mace 
or tasers, apparently, or graduation gowns, or enough teachers to go around. But we've got militarized police forces from coast to coast. So this is misplaced priorities. And you know what the thing is? In the middle of the biggest ass-reaming we've ever gotten from the military-industrial complex and Wall Street, the corporate media has gotten regular people, working people, to be angry at poor people and immigrants, as if those are the people who are screwing up the country and our economy. It's amazing. You know, my brother makes about 50 grand a year. He watches too much Fox News, and he listens to too much AM radio, and he's angry at people on welfare. He thinks they're all scammers. I'm like, oh, yeah, Danny, they're such big scammers. They've rigged the system, so now that they're the poorest people in the state, all oh, those fat cats <laughs> at the bottom. <laughs> so, it, it, And this is what we're left with, right? So I tell people, if you find yourself being angry at someone lower on the economic ladder than you, pretty good chance you're being manipulated by someone higher on the economic ladder than you. It, he goes, my brother, swear to God, he goes, you know what's uh, wrong with our economy? Too many poor people bought houses they couldn't afford. Oh, yeah, that's what happened. A bunch of people with no money and no power somehow wrestled the economy away from Wall Street and then crashed the motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you know what? If there was only a way Wall Street billionaires could insulate themselves from the penniless, there's got to be a way. You know, if that's really what crashed our economy, I say we take all our poor people, put them on a big ship, and send them to China and tell them to start buying houses, and that's where the joke ends because that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, you, you mentioned earlier, you know, Brian Williams and journalism, and, and you mentioned the owner class and, and corporate America being in control of a lot of different things. Be, being a smaller podcast with Adam and I, you know, we have the benefit of being self-owned, so we don't have any kind of sponsorships, at, le- at least not yet. Um, and, you know, it, and, uh, not, you know, 90% of American media was owned by 50% of, you know, 50 different companies in, in, back, in, you know, the, back in the 80s. And then in 2011, you know, the same 90 percent was controlled by just six corporations rather than the 50. Uh, what would you think some of the negative effects of, of that are? And what do you think could be cha- You know, how can that be changed? Well, you know, you bring up a great point about media ownership. So let's uh, let's just talk about one little sliver of it. let's talk about because you were right back in 1980, 50 giant media companies controlled all the media in the United States. Well, in 2011, that number had dropped to six. So now Six companies own every record company, own every TV station, own every radio station, own every new six. Six guys control everything that happens in the media in this country, and Rupert Murdoch is one of them. And what he owns, he owns stuff like the Wall Street Journal, the News Corp, 20th Century Fox, DirecTV, Sky TV, Fox News, the New York Post, the Chicago Sun-Times, the Village Voice, the Boston Herald, London Sunday Times, and most of the TV in Europe, Asia, and Australia. And if you didn't get the point, I could point out that he also owns TV Guide, The Sun, five more British national newspapers, most of England, Satellite TV, and he bought the Dow Jones. And, you know, I just have a picture of Rupert Murdoch sitting in his office in a dolphin skin chair, stroking a Persian cat with a diamond-studded necklace, and then he pushes a button that burns a barrel of oil just for kicks. And you go, well, how does this affect me, Jimmy, that one guy owns all this media? How does it, why should I care? I got to go to work, right? Why should I care about who owns the TV? Well, let's say your country wanted to invade another country that had a lot of oil. Well, they couldn't just say that's why they wanted to do it, so they would have to concoct a story. 
And then they needed somebody to sell that story to the people. Bingo, let's get the guy who owns most of the media in the United States, England, and Australia. Hey, turns out those were the three countries that went with us into the Iraq war. So now you're sitting at home, your job's been shipped to China, your house is underwater, your kid's at a shitty school because they're firing teachers, and the government says they don't have any money to help you because $3 trillion is sitting in a hole in Iraq that Rupert Murdoch helped start, and that is how it affects you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty big effect. Um, and that people well, don't realize. People don't realize that. that the independent voice is gone, which is why we have Rush Limbaugh. You know, I live in Los Angeles. And they say, well, we, the, you know, the Republicans and conservatives and corporatists, they all say the free market, the free market. By the way, there's no such thing as the free market. Markets are regulated. Markets are invented. They weren't dropped down here by Jesus Christ. They're invented by people, and corporations and rich guys are trying to rig that goddamn system every day. In fact, it is rigged, which is why corporations are making trillions of dollars in profits right now they're making more money than they've ever made record profits for corporations yet we have the biggest income disparity our country has ever seen that's called a rigged system so the corporations are sitting on five trillion dollars some people say more and they're not investing it back in our economy and the bullshit reason they give is because they don't have confidence in our economy and i say if five trillion dollars doesn't give you confidence i'd try fucking dance lessons (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, the, the, there's one thing that's for sure. I, I love I love the passion you got going on here, but not everybody, unfortunately, pays attention to politics or you know they're disinterested in it. You know, what does your book offer to someone like that who who doesn't think, you know, they need to pay attention to politics or just doesn't quite understand politics? My, you know, I love how people think that politics is like a game they can play sometimes. You know, there's this there's a host up the Bravo host Andy Cohen. He's been, he was going around, making the rounds last year, uh, pushing for gay marriage because he's a gay guy who hosts a show, a national television show on Bravo, and he's gay, openly gay. And so when he would go around and do these uh, interviews, he would tell people that were interviewing him, he goes, you know, I'm not, I'm not political at all on my show. I'm not political at all except for this one issue. I'm like, really? Except for that one issue, gay rights, that seems to be inextricably tied to every other goddamn issue in the country? Then you're political? That's, that's like a Jew in Nazi Germany going, you know, I'm not really political except for this Hitler thing. That's your, you know, you, you can't, if you want, and, and people think politics don't affect them. You know, if you want to be able to go to the hospital without going bankrupt, that's politics. If you want to be able to get married and you're gay, that's politics. If you want to be able to smoke pot and not go to jail, that's politics. If you want the pothole fixed in front of your house, that's <laughs> politics. The government does it. So if you say, I don't get involved in politics, I say, do you pay attention to your fucking life? Because your life is politics. And those who don't get involved let other people make the decisions for them, and they are the most ignorant. Yeah, and I mean, on our Ben and I do a show every Sunday, and generally we don't talk about three things: uh, sports, religion, and politics. Just because people get so defensive about it when those topics are brought up. So, I, I got to ask you, what's been the hardest part about writing a book like this and promoting a book like this when people do go do get so defensive about a topic like politics? Well, I, it, 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 you know. Uh... I, I, when people say, wow, you get, a, you get really worked up over this stuff, and I always say, you know, I apologize 
for getting uh, angry about the, the stuff that's happening. I usually save most of my anger for important things like sporting events and Hollywood award shows. <laughs> so he, he, nobody has a problem if people scream at the top of their lungs about who's better, the, the Yankees or the Angels or the Oakland A. Nobody has a problem who they scream about who was the better, who had the best movie or who's a good actor. But as soon as you start to actually talk about, you know, Russell Brand said, you know, when I was poor and I talked about income inequality, they said I was just jealous. And envious. And he goes, now that I'm rich and that I want to talk about income inequality, they tell me I'm a hypocrite. I'm starting to get the feeling they just don't want me to talk about income inequality. So <laughs> That's a good point. So that, that's where I'm coming from. And anybody who doesn't want you to talk about politics is someone who wants to keep you ignorant. And you know who doesn't want you to talk about politics is the, is the guy who owns the country. That's who does it. The corporations, defense contractors, and Wall Street. And let me just say this about Wall Street. If I could screw my wife half as good as Wall Street has screwed our economy, I wouldn't have to go through her emails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, I don't think it's I, I don't think it's getting angry about everything. And maybe there is a degree of anger to it, but it's more passion about it. And like you said, it's yeah. um, uh, you, you know, it's the people in America, as you said, you know, the point that you made about corporations don't want people, you know, to become less ignorant about things, because I think I have a feeling that if that were to happen, it takes the power away from them. And that, that's exactly what they don't want. That's exactly what they don't want. You are exactly right. And let, And just remember. You know, is there a better, here's the best example of how the corporate media has failed us and how we're living in an Orwellian nightmare because our watchdog has been bought by the criminals. And a perfect example, my brother who makes 50 grand a year and he worries about the estate tax. That's a real thing. I, I was at his house one day on a where He goes, hey, we got to get rid of that estate tax. And I'm like, what is that? He said, that's if you die and you have millions of dollars, the government just takes half of it. They just take it. And I was like, that's horrible. Let me know when that becomes a problem. But until then, maybe you should turn off your AM radio and get invited to your own life, okay? Because I'm sure the estate tax sucks, but I'm pretty sure estates don't have two cars that don't work on the front lawn, okay? You should be worrying about the T-shirt tax at Walmart, you dickhead. Turn off your Fox News and get invited to your own life. Uh, now I know you, you you've been a stand-up comic since 1989, and uh, you know being a stand-up comic, you always have attention. You have a platform that you could very easily get a lot of these points out. You know, in stand-up acts, what made you want to write a book after doing stand-up for you know all that time? Well, I also do the Jimmy Dore Show, which is carried on the Pacifica Network across the country and online at theyoungturks.com. And so uh, I just had all this. Uh, you know, I just I, I, since I started doing the show, I took a harder look at the news, and I just thought like, hey, people need to hear about this stuff, and I have a comedic way of presenting things, and uh, so that was it. My manager said, why don't you write a book? So I wrote it, and we had a bunch of offers, and we sold it, and uh, so here I am. Why not? Another way to help get the message out. You know, I did a, have a I had a couple of Comedy Central specials. My last one, chosen best of the year by iTunes, and uh, this is just another way to get the message out. You know, do a book. Yeah. Uh well, I know we're uh, we're getting short on time with you, so we're getting ready to wrap things up. But usually, when we wrap things up, what we like to do, how we like to end our interviews, is we like to do what we call our rapid fire. And basically, okay. and basically, what that is is just Adam's going to shoot like two or three questions at you. They're very simple questions. All you have to do with an is answer with the first thing that pops into your head. Okay. Well, I got two of them for you, so uh, you got off a little easy. Um, first one is who is your favorite politician of all time? Oh boy, um, I would say FDR. 
Okay. And uh, second one, if someone did an audio version of your book and narrate it, who who would you want to narrate the book on one of those, you know, cassette tapes that you would <laughs> plug in and listen and read along with? I would want Mel Gibson just so I could hear his unbridled hatred for the Jews come through every page. <laughs> I could see him reading it passionately for sure. I, I thought you'd say um, uh, Morgan Freeman because everybody says Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, well, see, that's why you you zig, I zag. <laughs> there you go. Well, your book, uh, Your Country is Just Not That Into You, is in stores now, and I guess it can be bought pretty much wherever books Every- books are sold, right? It's yeah, it's Amazon, available at yeah. Amazon. It's also an iBook. If you go through iTunes to get your books, you get it there. It's available everywhere else. So go ahead and get it and uh, tell me how much you liked it. Yeah, we'll definitely send people to, to go out and check out the book. Uh, in the meantime, they can check out uh, – you said your radio show is on – is. Um yeah, Jim- it's also available as a podcast. It's called The Jimmy Dore Show. I do it with Frank Connor from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Nice. And uh, we have all the big shots call in. We got, uh, this week we got Rick Perry called in and uh, Barack Obama and somebody else. So go ahead and give a listen, <laughs> and uh, you're going to love it. And you said that's on the Pacifica Radio Network as well as the Young Turks Network, right? Yes, yes. And you can get a, you can get a podcast of it over at my website, jimmydorecomedy.com, or it's available at iTunes, too. So... Every, anywhere you get podcasts, you can get the Jimmy Dore Show. Awesome. Well, we'll check that out as well. And we're going to encourage all of our listeners to follow you on Twitter as well, at Jimmy underscore Dore. Yes, so. that's it. Hey, thanks for having me on. This has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you guys helping me get the word out about the book. Yeah, no problem at all. Yeah, thanks, Jimmy. Uh, so we're going to wrap things up. Please check us out on our website as well, www.nextlevelradioonline.com, and follow us on Twitter at NXT Level Radio. Until the next time, uh, we'll see you around, guys. Take care.